In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, the only podcast dedicated to table topping, record breaking, super trooping Yeovil Town. Here to talk about another win, Dover Athletic. They're done, they're out of the way. Farnborough's coming, but here's Ben. Hiya. All right. I'm very good. How are you after stumbling through your original intro and having to redo it? <laughs> I knew yeah, he was going to out you. <laughs> I knew he was going to out you. Living the dream. I was waiting for second chance to come in somewhere. <laughs> no, no chance. You're not no getting second, away with it. No second ah, chances. Dave's Dave's here as well. Hi. Right, Dave. Yep. I said hello. One take. One take. Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> been a long weekend. Yeah, it's been a long weekend. Um, another win. Yay. Yeah. It's getting a bit boring, this, isn't it? I was, uh, was going to say, we're, getting, we're running out of things to talk about here, aren't we? <laughs> I thought it was hard concluding the same thing every time last season when we were terrible. But, rubbish. They were um, good. They weren't very good. Everyone else was rubbish. Excellent. Move on. But, just been, uh, I'm re-watching uh, Stranger Things, and this is like the downside up rather than the upside down, isn't it? Yeah. If anybody's watched Stranger Things, so know that reference but yeah it's like the complete alternate dimension from last season <laughs> it, isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> the downside up there we go well i'm enjoying the downside up yeah me it, too yeah. it's been um yeah well, happy to be stuck behind a wall screaming <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was the latest episode <laughs> it's good then i think this is I, I will take that's... i will take your word for it <laughs> yeah it's going over you but yeah um yeah it was good again. Another different sort of match. Um, Dover came out pretty good, I thought, at the start. They had lots of possession. Um, lots of control of the ball. We struggled to get hold of it. Um, it took us a bit of time to really get into the game. You've broken a protocol there, haven't you? Yeah, I I have. Yeah. Do we need to talk about the team? Well... <laughs> a top, top, top scorer and man of the match in the previous game uh, sent to the bench and Ben finally gets his moment in the sun after weeks of shouting for Jake Hyde. Give him his moment. Come on. Take your moment, Ben. Go on, Ben. Take it. Um, well done, Jake Hyde. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Um, I was yes. a bit disappointed with that, if I'm honest with I, you. But... I mean, yeah. Have a was... second go, Ben. We're okay, all, sorry. Second we are indeed. <laughs> Finally, Jake Hyde. No, um, I was happy to see Jake Hyde brought in. There was, I think, it felt like a game where there was going to be changes, regardless. I felt it just looked like a game on paper that, if you can take your foot off the gas a little bit, if you can save a few legs here and there, you will and you can. Um, and we know we've got a better team on Tuesday an FA Trophy game the following Saturday. It's not getting any easier anytime soon. So it felt like a game where changes were were maybe plausible. I was a tiny bit surprised. It maybe wasn't slightly more changes, to be perfectly honest with you. But nice to see another duo up front, a chance to sort of get that partnership moving and worked, worked, set up a goal eventually. We'll get to it, I know, but sounded like... I mean, I was, I was only half listening, actually. So maybe I could start with a... Uh, a question with 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 you, Ian, because it's kind of sounded in the first half that Dover didn't know whether to shut up shop and wait to get beat, or have a go at us and open up gaps and invite us to beat them. And in the end, neither did neither, and that kind of cost them. That's kind of how I was listening in one ear whilst going about my day. Did that feel right that they didn't really do either properly? 
Yeah, I mean, the, f- the first half when they came out, they, they had a lot of the ball. And I think it was a case of us just letting them have it for a bit and sort of being quite controlled defensively. And then with the injury, the the game just sort of changed then off the back of that injury. Dover bring on um, a different player at fullback who moves over to the right-hand side. Didn't have the best best time up against Will Dawes um, in the second half. Uh, but that, yeah, as soon as that injury happened, we sort of started to get a lot more control of the ball. Um, but they were def- they were quite resolute defensively as well. You know, they were really tight, really hard to get through. We had to play like super intricate stuff. And I think when you watch the first half highlights, it's pretty much Jordan Young putting it over the bar, cutting inside was sort of like that was the common theme. I think for the for the the partnership of Fox and Hyde, it didn't really see a lot of them in the first half. Like we struggled to get them really into the game. Cox has a decent effort at goal, but he sort of fashions it himself. Um, they didn't really link up too much, but it was that familiar pattern of getting it down the right hand side. Michael Smith on the overlap, getting crosses in. I mean, Smith had so much time and space, and it's sort of. Yeah, as Jordan Young tucks inside and pulls players in, Michael Smith's always out there on the wing to get the ball and definitely should have scored in the first half. We said last week, didn't we? It's coming. It's, it, I mean, coming. It's a good, it, it is a good save from the goalkeeper. Let's not take anything away from Billy Terrell in the, um, in the Dover goal. But nice one, Terrell. He should score, shouldn't he? What more can he do? Well, put it to the side of the goalkeeper. <laughs> I, I, I think you're that close in. I think that it's more of an instinct shot to to power the thing. I I think the highlights suggest to me that it's just a very very good save. I, I wouldn't. Michael Smith will think he should have scored. Well, he, yeah, but I think if you've got a keeper sticking an arm out at a ridiculous pace, point blank range, and he gets enough on it, it's fair. Fair play to him. Um, Billy Terrell had a good game in general. Did he not? Pulled off a couple of saves, caught a, a couple of, kept it from being a rugby score. Yeah, yeah. Certainly in the second half, he had a, he had a bit more to do. Everything was sort of straight at him in the first half. I think Worthy has an effort that's straight up and he catches that one. There's a couple of saves from Sonny Cox. But yeah, he, he had a good game. I think there's a great save from Reese Murphy in the mm. second half, which... It's one of those where I'm celebrating before he's even kicked it, and yeah, somehow the keeper gets a gets a save to it. So yeah, no, he he, he had a good game. Um, uh, two questions to Ben, if I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one uh, Jake Hyde is one vote in our man of the match poll. Was that you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Voted. <laughs> I didn't listen to enough of the game for it to for it to warrant it. No, sorry. Um, okay. Although if you, if you give me a second, I'll go on and make it too. <laughs> okay. Um, and second question was, are you going to claim credit for telling us on Thursday, Friday, that uh, Jewish Park might need to be patient for a while? Uh, and that's what, all I was thinking in the first half was how you were going to tell us that. So I thought I'd give you the opportunity. It, ju- it just felt like that. I, I thought they would come and park the bus, which it sounds like initially they didn't at the start of each half. They didn't park the bus. They had a bit of a pop and opened a few doors for us, but it sounded like it developed into that. Um, it just screamed of part of the bus and, and we'll get onto it, but I've got, a, I've got an awful feeling Tuesday is going to be similar, you know, um, where it is all on us to make so much possession. I, I was sat, I had, I always capture the, the in play stats as they happen and the attendance, not attendance, possession, <laughs> Can I say so, they've got stats for that? No idea. The, <laughs> going up, 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 everyone up. On the, <laughs> the possession was at times ridiculous. It was 60-70% in the first half. Um, towards the end of the first half, I think it dropped to about 63 by the time the full-time whistle went. But it just felt like they began to realise that on, on the little ticker bar it says attack to Yeovil, dangerous attack to Yeovil, and it just stuck on dangerous attack to Yeovil for at times five and six minute blocks at a time 
where the clock would just tick over and another dangerous tactic oval would come through. Shot on target, shot blocked. According to their stats, and uh, um, forgive me, Ian, if I'm if I've got this wrong or if the good people of my employers have got this wrong, um, they didn't have a single shot that registered on or off target. Dover, no, no. no Joe Day could have just sat on the bench for ninety minutes. That is in itself. It talks of a a very defensively sound performance, but complete and utter domination from start to finish. Yeah. Mark yeah, Cooper described it as our most dominant performance of the season, didn't they? So, yeah, they, they didn't. It was a game where Williams and Waddle, you know, the most we saw of them was taking the ball out from defence and playing football rather than, you know, battling for headers and, you know, those sort of physical battles that we've seen them have. I think, you know, Torquay gave them more of a bother, as you'd expect, yeah. on Tuesday night. Um, can I, can yeah. I share some of these numbers with what? you? I've, I've, I've just got the, uh, the the screenshot up. Shots on target, 15 to none. Shots off target, 7 to none. Uh, dangerous attacks, 97 to 30. Corners, 5 to 0. Free kicks, seven to nine. They won that battle. Uh, goal kicks. This is Joe Day. He had two goal kicks to take the entire uh, afternoon. And their keeper, um, Terrell, had nine. We even had more throw-ins. And uh, possession ended up on 61 to 39. Yeah. And it was have... weird. It, it was interesting because it was a game that reminded me of the ones at the start of the season, except when we passed the ball around. There wasn't like grumbles. And we even got to half time where, you know, you could sense a bit of the angst. I think the injury, you know, and that added so much mm. extra time on. I think the injury sort of really disrupted the flow of the game. Um, and sort of, yeah, maybe the angst didn't come out so much. Um, is that, but yeah, is that as a result, do we think of, of uh, when Mark Cooper spoke about trust? He said the fans are going to have to trust us that this is how we're going to have to do that this this season in certain games. We, we're going to have to be patient. We're not going to resort to hoofing forward. We're going to stick to our game plan. But trust us, this is what's going to have to happen occasionally. Yeah, and, and I think supporters was... are feeling that they're going well. They've won twelve in a row. We've trusted them this far. Should we give them another forty-five minutes without getting on their backs? Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact you know that towards the latter stages of the first half we were you know yeah. we were dominant before but we were having you know there was those michael that michael smith chance there was patterns of play there was every the you know every game we're seeing a bit of sort of link up in the wide areas cross comes into the edge of the box and someone's there to put a shot in at some point one of them's going to work it feels like because at the moment i think we've fluffed our lines on a few of those sort of They've had a month coming in from both sides. Jordan Stevens had one previous in previous games. I think there was a couple against Weymouth. Um, and there was one moment where they did that. They did that work. And then the ball comes in. Michael Smith crosses it. And no one's on the edge of the box. Like, it's where I think Will Dawes is probably meant to be there. It's where the winger comes in from the other side. And no one's there. And, like, the reaction of the manager and the staff on the bench, it was like we work on that all the time and no one's there to no one's there running in to take the shot. It was like, there's a clear, you know, the patterns of play and making those like carving out those chances that it's almost, um, yeah, instinctive from them at points, but not on that single occasion. I can only assume that, uh, Joe Day's two goal kicks were, were excellent because somebody voted for him in the man of the match poll as well. Oh, yeah, just little short, short <laughs> yeah. goal kicks. Little, yeah, passes exactly. completed. Did everything you needed to do. Completion. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the injury, we should probably talk about the injury, but, yeah, the, oh, it was such an innocuous moment. Jordan Young sort of, it was like they bumped hips. Like Jordan Young, just a little bit stronger. And the the way Ogerman lands... I mean, I thought he dislocated his shoulder or some, something like that, but he just, it looked horrific how he landed. And then, yeah, the sort of length of the stoppage time and medical staff from everywhere and St. John's Ambulance coming on the pitch as well to support. And 
then one stretcher and then they brought a different stretcher as well and then they wheeled the wheeled the St John's ambulance stretcher um out from the side as well so it was all sort of very yeah very sort that of serious and yeah a really hard one to watch because you've got from the distance you've not really got any idea what's going on but just looked horrific is it did they think like were they taking neck precautions and stuff like that because they just don't ever yeah, take those risks that yeah. they neck braces and whatever yeah he had oxygen he had neck oh. braces yeah and he sort of when they um took him off the pitch and took him down sort of by the supporters and he got a few got applause from the supporters and he sort of raised his hand and clapped and stuff as well but wow. yes it was a yeah i said a, at the time a good thing to see that he did that yeah yeah the fact that he's moving a bit and able to go and from what the dover um tweeted after the game that he's in hospital and He's as okay as one can be, but you said before we start recording, Ian, he's probably got to go to work on Monday. So it does make you uh, make you think, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, the point well. that, you know, his teammates came and sort of brought his bag and his trainers and all his stuff over to at half time to give to the ambulance, um, St. John's ambulance, so that he had all his stuff with him at yeah. the hospital. Like, because. Obviously, they were going to be bussing it back on the same night. And, you know, if he's got to stay in, he ain't got any of his stuff. He's got to find his way home now as well. Like, it's, yeah, just those things when you're sort of not a professional footballer and a situation like that happens. That He's not very old either, is he? 22, no, 22 I think. Yeah. So not only is he not a professional footballer, he's a 22-year-old lad. Yeah. Stuck in the middle of nowhere. A long, long, long way from home. <laughs> a long way from home. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay and um, yeah, he'll be, he'll be back available sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, half time comes. Yep, nil nil. And it was one of those where you think, I I thought that um, Mark Cooper might have changed it, um, but yeah, decided not to. And I think yeah, that was because of how dominant we'd become. Had we played the whole first half like we did the first 10 15, do you think he would have made changes? Yeah, I think we were, yeah, we were getting better as, um, yeah, we were getting better as that half wore on. And I think, you know, he said after the match that his words at half time were patience and mm. it will come. And that's what it felt like in the first half with Jordan Young's chances. It was almost like just pass it, stop trying to force it and, yeah, expect the wonder strike, just, you know. It, you'll break them down eventually um and we did but it was yeah it was a again it was one-way traffic in that second half it was like dominant and will Dawes had so much joy um against Naylor on the left hand side he was just tormenting him for the entirety of the second half um and i think that's where the first goal came from will Dawes yeah. Driving forward, cuts inside, has a shot, sort of ricochets about, and then Jake Hyde puts it back across, and Sonny Cox is there to tap it home. Looked like he did very well, Jake Hyde, at the back post, because it looked like it, it, it could have gone out of play, because um, he seemed to be dancing around with it. Um, yeah, presumably he was trying, trying to, keep to it find a way to shoot. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, probably was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, I, I, when you watch HP Source from behind that angle... Mm. You can see he looks up and sees Jordan Young, but Jordan Young's got people around him. Right. So he just waits. He just waits a split second more and a gap just appears out of nowhere. The parting of the Dover seas and Sonny Cox is stood there going, hiya, I'll tap this in. And it's it's just, it's it's really, there's not a bad element to it. Will Dawes does brilliantly. I think Jake Hyde does well to keep the ball in, pause for that split second, not make a rash decision. Jordan Young seems to attract all the attention, which leaves Sonny Cox with the freedom of the six-yard box to pick his spot. He's still got a bit of work to do because there are people trying to close him down. But all four people come out of that looking good. And that's maybe not the most obvious team goal because there's not every player touching it in a beautiful pass. But four players have all had to do very, very intricate things well to make that goal happen. And they all come out of it looking quite good. 
you asked him after the game, Ian, about what he'd learned from playing alongside our strikers. Do you think he's been watching Reese Murphy do that in training? Very Reese so, Murphy, isn't it? Yeah, that that sort of right place, right time, bang, no, no doubt. He is so young as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was he nineteen, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, to talk I'm just to me and Sheridan. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just watching it back from the, the, the footage that Deb's captured. And I just what I'm just tracking Sonny Cox now. So the ball's just missed. Jake hides off after it and he just waits and he just pauses by the back post. And then he goes bang and just moves. We're talking two yards tops, but he spots the opportunity, spots the gap and finds it. And that kind of decision-making is, is the Reese Murphy decision-making, not waiting for the ball to come to you split second, minor movements, but it's very good. It's very Fox in the box, like Cox in the box. Hey, it is. It's good. It's good. I like it. I imagine there's some extra strikers that I don't know who they are. That he's probably seen do that as well. But yeah, it seemed very Reese Murphyish. Not this season. Well, <laughs> maybe not. No, not this season. No. <laughs> no, it's funny. I was looking at the the comments on um on social media about um extra fans saying, and somebody somebody said, uh, oh, I bet people will be shouting for Sonny Cox to come back now he's scored. Um, they weren't saying that a few weeks ago. So I don't know whether, obviously, yeah, they've gone up a division, haven't they? And not having the best of times. So, yeah, I don't know if you got a bit of a, a bit of grief. Once we scored, it sort of felt like, oh, here we go now. You know, yeah. that's the one. More will, more will come now. The floodgates will a, open. Was there a disallowed goal? Yeah, yes. so high. There's a cross in. I think Worthy crossed the ball into Jake Hyde. He nods it back, or he heads it. Goalkeeper saves it, and Cox is there to tap it in. But yeah, Hyde was offside. offside. Oh, so from the original cross. Yeah, the cross in. Ah. Hyde was, yeah, Hyde was offside. And again, I was only half listening. Um, and I, I have watched HP Source. And what's the one where Hyde? Is he does he head of the ball back across and Sonny Blues just in the way and deflects it over? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, I thought from the angle, I'm not so sure on the H from watching HP Source, but from the angle I was at, it looked like a carbon copy of Tall Key, except Sonny Blue Levin was in the way <laughs> and it, he just bounced it over the bar. Like just it looked like it was going in, but I'm not sure it was. Um looking at the the highlights and HP source. But yeah, that was yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it didn't go in. Just bounced off his shoulder and went over the bar. <laughs> it's, quite, the it's quite hard to do from two and a half yards out. It's quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. Then for the then for the second goal, it seemed like Alex Whittle being there because it kind of bounces off him, and I don't think he knows a great deal about it, does it? And then lands perfectly for Sonny Cox. So maybe that's the gods of fate working for us, having previously worked against us with deflections bouncing the right or wrong way yeah and that's the thing it's been quite noticeable and and i think it was the same it's pretty much every game on this run where the luck of the bounce has gone our way and just little moments like that where last season we could not buy luck at any point like no point you know did the ball bounce in our favor um whereas you know when you're in form and your luck's in Seems to seems to go your way. But you again, another good, another you good goal. You earn it. Yeah, yeah. Another another great goal. Like Cox in the right place at the right time and a a great finish. Um, I showed him the video that Debs took because it was on our on our Twitter feed. And I after we finished chatting, I showed him the video. And he looked very happy with himself. Mm. <laughs> Quite right too. Yeah. Well. I say, Exeter seemed very pleased. Um, Exeter fans seemed very pleased that he was scoring, but not as pleased as we were, I'm sure. No. And then we brought on Frank. And yes. Miss Murphy came what on do you think well. Dover <laughs> thought of that? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> well, that, that made up most of Mitch Brundle's post-match chat. He mentioned it about four or five times. He goes, well, you can look what they can bring on. Yeah. Oh, they're subs. We can't call upon that. How are we supposed to compete with those when they can bring them on at 2-0 up? All right, we get it, Mitch. Yeah, there was a good. Yeah, Murphy should. Murphy has that one on one, which I think. I mean, naturally, he'll be disappointed that he hasn't scored, but it's yeah, good save from the keeper. And then there was another moment. It didn't lead to a shot, but Frank Newblay ball. It's that great play down the right hand side. The ball comes to Newblay, 
and without even looking, he just knows where Reese Murphy is and just puts mm. the ball into the box. And it's like those that attacking connection where he doesn't need to get his head up. He just knows, like, get it in the box and Murphy will be there. And it wasn't, you know, wasn't a great cross in the end, but it was just that speed of thought and yeah, that that partnership, like being able to bring those two on is unbelievable. And being able to was, start with them is unbelievable. <laughs> you said in our chat it was like Brad and Angelina. Yeah. Uh, I think we should call them Murph Lay. Murph Lay. Murph Lay. Yeah. Sounds like a dessert of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Murph Lay. Can I have a bowl of Murph Lay, please? Yeah. Do you want that with ice cream or with custard? <laughs> Ice cream. Um, I think ice cream, yeah. Yeah. Depends <laughs> what time of year it is. I think summer ice cream. Winter maybe, warmer. Maybe maybe in the winter you could have it with custard. Yeah. Murph Lane custard. <laughs> I think we have our title. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to work out yourself Murph Lane. Yeah, no, I've got it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so um, it, was, it was good. It was good. It was another good performance. I think we saw... a. a a great second half from Will Dawes. Um, Michael Smith was as brilliant as ever. Um, did come off for Zach Bell with a few minutes left to go. Um, I wondered if I, I wondered if it was going to be they were going to take off Whittle and just try something for a little bit. But um, yeah, I think I think Smith. There was a moment where he sort of was running back and looked a bit uncomfortable. And um, yeah, better to take him off and make sure he's all right for Tuesday night in Farnborough. Segway! <laughs> <laughs> that was like the Stingray soundtrack. There you go, Segway, Segway. Farnborough! Yeah. Almost the town of my birth. Almost. <laughs> the home of Screwfix Live. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's how they built it. Probably <laughs> it on the uh, that'll be on the signs on the way in, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're famous for. Yeah, um, yeah. But they uh, had a a late disappointment against the hapless, uh, well, Bobby Wilkinson's uh, terracotta and blue army, didn't they? Because they <laughs> they had a penalty saved in the ninety something minute. Um, so hopefully that gives them a bit of a. Oh no! <laughs> um, but yeah, they went one 0 down as well. I mean, if Brandon Psycholog- could, is that a te- like a psychological term? Psychological. <laughs> Hopefully oh, that no. gives them an owner. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they only scored it. They scored a penalty as well, didn't they? Yeah. So it's the only yeah. feet, lads. Yeah. Yeah. I like on um. I like on the three-letter abbreviation for their team. They obviously become far, and so on flash scores. When you're looking for their away form, it just says far away. <laughs> which is which is which is suitable for where they are in the league actually they are quite far away and yet they're only in ninth which is beautiful but yeah they've not had a good time of it on the road at all they beat the uh, met police in a pre-season friendly but in terms of away form this season uh nothing nada they had a busy weekend didn't they uh, yeah yeah <laughs> met police yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, can't play today. I'm postponed. Hmm, okay. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they were, you know, they they were in, they're in decent form. Before they lost to Chippenham, they'd not lost in eight games. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago mentioning something yeah. about this one being a a, more, more, a a difficult game. I'm sure at one point, Ben, you described this as the most difficult game in our run. Possibly did because yeah. they are like like Ian rightly says. I think I think they've got the ability to be quite a tricky side in so much as of the teams that are going to turn up and potentially park the bus, they might be the best at it because mm-hmm. they're tough to beat, as as Ian's absolutely rightly said. If you go back through the... So, yeah, you know, Drew at the weekend refused to, you know, were a missed penalty at the end. They lost to Chippenham, thrashed Dover, but we all do that. Tombridge beat them. Maidstone went to Maidstone and Drew. It's like Maidstone are not, are not rubbish at all. Um, Welling, Drew, Slough, Drew. They've just had games where they've been tough to beat. Braintree, we expect Braintree to be closer to the top than the bottom. Drew beat Torquay. Uh, sorry, lost to Torquay. Sorry, um, beat Hampton and Richmond. Hampton and Richmond are fourth and flying. So I don't think they're going to be um, 
a pushover by any stretch, but it's that away form where they can't. I wonder if there's something on their away form which just stops them, stops them finding that extra bit. They went down quite early against Shippenham and had a man sent off, and he'll be missing. They gave up a late equaliser to Maidstone. I'm just looking through here. Farnborough, 87th minute goal against Welling conceded and needed their own 90th minute equaliser. It's they didn't win their away game in the FA Cup against Wingate and Finchley. There seems to be something about them when they get on the road. I'm not sure. Are they are they false pitch? No, I don't think they are. I think they uh, are. But I'm just wondering like false seems pitch. To, I like it. I like that. That's it. There like seems to be something. Nine. And then and uh, I guess we'll get on to it, but some odd comments from their manager, wasn't it? It was all very tongue in cheek. I don't I don't care. It's it's <laughs> he was having a laugh. No, but it's it's FA Cup third round having a laugh. We're supposed to be on an even keel, like. Yeah, but we're we're not. Um, no, but we're in the same league. But we're in we the same far, league, but far but we're not superior to everyone. In they're not league. away to a Championship side. They're not away to a League One team. Like no, to but say, they may as well be away to a National League team. But even then, like, I'm just a bit. I was just a bit confused by it. I wouldn't want Mark Cooper to say. Of Wrexham, somebody tell Wrexham it's actually still Saturday afternoon, and if Yeovil fans can go up and get outside Ollie Palmer's house and bang drums and blow trumpets and stuff like that, would are you worried they're going to do it? No. <laughs> I'm not sure they've got that many fans. <laughs> and I've driven from Farnborough to Yeovil before. It's a fair, it's fair, fair way. We have to go past Stone End. That takes at least. I was just surprised. I was just surprised, off the back of a a couple of good wins. You know, oh yeah, we beat Dover, we beat Tunbridge, we should have beat Weymouth, we should have got other line. Now we've got a great opportunity to go to biggest team in the division and cause an upset, cause a stir. But no, it's oh, someone telling me we're playing Wednesday. What? I don't. I, I, think, I, did, I didn't get it. It's I not a comment. It's usually me that's accused of looking for things to complain about, and I think you're really, you're really grasping for one. Here. I think it, maybe. I think I think the schedule is more is annoyed him particularly because they were away at Chippenham last week. Then home, then away to Yeovil on Tuesday, then back home uh, away again at the weekend. I mean, that's a cup draw. Um, yeah, I think it's the travel and the problem. And and when you're, you know, when you're a part-time team, and mostly the teams are part-time, and then you've got giants like us and Torquay come down, and also Maidstone. It, it, there is a gulf. Like the gulf is, yeah, but is they, really clear. But they drew against Maidstone. So why is he not coming out and yeah, saying publicly, "Yeah, 12, it's a tough." We, we won thirteen in a row. No, like, but we... from his point of view, what I'm saying is, I don't understand his. If that's if I'm in his dressing room now, I'm. It's quite defeatist. I think of... he's just having a laugh. No, but uh, yeah, fine, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've I read too much into it. But I was, if I was in his dressing room now, I want him to be saying. Yes, yeah, tough game. Yeah, they've won, blah, blah, blah. But all runs come to an end. Cliche, cliche, cliche. We went to Maidstone, got a great point away at Maidstone. I see no reason why we can't go there and get something as well. And then in his dressing room, that is exactly what he's saying. Maybe, maybe, yeah. It just, it was a weird thing to say. And I just thought, this ain't the cup match, mate. I think it feels a bit defeatist already. I, I ain't moaning that it feels a bit defeatist. Come around and get turned over 5 0 if that's what you want to do, pal. Don't mind. But just felt like a strange comment. On the subject of their form, just to go back, mm. um, they did they not have a striker? They went to Woking. Woking, that was it. He did go to Woking, didn't he? Yeah. Scored a lot of goals from at the start of the season, so maybe that's got something to do with them. Mm. Not Tell doing great at Woking, though, is he? Isn't he? No. <laughs> Sorry, Darren, well. Sal, Darren Sal's Woking. None of them are. So nobody's <laughs> doing very well there at the moment. The, the latest match report reads, Hoops run rings around sorry cards, and that's nice. on the official Woking... You've got to appreciate that level. Mm. You've got to appreciate that. Appreciate a pun at your own expense. Charlie Wakefield dropped to the bench. Where are they now? Awkward. What? Uh, there we go. Uh, anything else for Farnborough? Should be fun. Tuesday night under the lights. Yeah. Whittle's out. We've got a question mm. on that, so let's do it now. Um, what What's he doing? 
It's a great question. Thank you. Um, great answer. <laughs> my my gut instinct is Zach Bell right, Michael Smith left. I don't think he'll want to change the makeup of the of the the shape, mm. especially if it is a team that's going to come park the bus. Three centre backs is pointless. So I think you'll put hours at left back. Do you think? Uh, is that not? I'm not sure if you want if square peg round hole works here. He has come in. He has come in at left back. He's he has. Back. But that was is that I mean I'm not sure if that's not sure that's where we want him here. We want we want Whittle was known, or has been known this season, including the second goal, bombing forward, getting in the box. I feel much more comfortable about Zach Bell doing that. I feel much more comfortable about Michael Smith doing that from that side. I feel more comfortable even having Will Dawes do that from left back than having Josh Hours. That's not if Josh Hours goes in at left back, he is out of position, so he's thinking, right, just nothing stupid. Get myself in in position, keep tidy, let's get out of this unscathed. I'd rather have someone who goes, well, I'm just a right back on the wrong side of the pitch. But but don't you think that I think probably the thing that or the one criticism you could have about Zach Bell is some of his decision making defensively. Um, and I don't well, you couldn't level that uh, at um, Alex Whittle at all. So in a game like this, is there a risk of an error? We all know that defensively we're pretty sound, but if if there is an error, that's probably where it's going to come from someone doing something a little bit crazy. Um, like, was it Morgan Williams at Torquay? Yeah. Did? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so maybe that would be a reason why you wouldn't play Zach Bell there, where... Yeah, where, where whereas Josh Hours is maybe, like you say, won't do anything stupid. You so, know that he's got the defensive. I just want a left foot there because I like balance. And, that's, and I and actually that's... knew that Josh Hours was left footed. <laughs> Obviously, I did. Exactly. Like Jordan Young is the most left footed person I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Josh Hours wasn't left footed, that goal against Tombridge was a heck of an effort because he controlled that lovely. Um, it's in between the lines, I think. Play between the lines. Corridor of uncertainty. Um, <laughs> And that probably is why I've gone in my head Michael Smith to left back, because if there, regardless of what happens, if Farnborough are going to challenge anything, it's going to be our left back area because that's the bit we've had to change. So I'd rather have Michael Smith and all his nows out of position for one game and let Zach Bell be in his natural position at right back, rather than asking someone who hasn't played a lot of football to come in out of position. You go and do what you know you can do on the right. Michael Smith has been there and done that, been around the sun a number of times. He can do me a job at left back. Or do they then look at that and go, oh, well, we're not, we won't bother with Michael Smith, but we'll have a go at this uh, young That's kid. Fine. And then you break up the Smith-Young axis. Yeah. No, you don't. The, the attack well. of Smith on the right, that Smith on the right going forward. I, I would Switching. not want to lose that. Yeah, but He's going to have it on the left. Yeah, but not in the same way. Mm. Not in the same way. Because he has to come back on his right foot. He's left. He's right footed. Right footed. Of course he is. I'm glad you got that right. (laughs) Just slows it down. I just slows everyone. It's it's like Darren Way and his inside forwards that always cut back inside and then crossed it in, and the players were offside all the time because they were rubbish. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. My, my, my gut would go with um, yeah, go over hours just for that, just because he's done it a, a little bit. I think I also think he's been quite good going forward as well. And I think if it's that sort of game where he gets to go on the overlap and have a bit of a go, I think it'll work quite nicely. We'll see. We'll see. In Cooper, we trust. Yeah, exactly. That that was Clevo's question. There you go, Clevo. He did also ask, do we switch to a back three to accommodate Staunton? No, no back threes. Never again. <laughs> uh, almost a pro pilot. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Is it a worry that we can't seem to win games by more than two goals? It's three questions. Uh, is it? Are you worried that we can't score more than two goals or nope. win by more than two clear goals? Nope. <laughs> After last season, I'll win by anything. <laughs> win by one own goal. I don't care. Yep. Correct. No worries. Uh, when. Do you think Charlie Cooper will return to the squad? Great question. Yeah, I haven't when heard it. Yeah, I haven't heard is it. Is he still? Is he still injured? Is that? Are we? 
I didn't. Yeah, I think I didn't see him on Saturday. He was at Torquay, but not, you know, just in a gilet and you know trainers. Not, I guess, not doing any like work on the pitch. So they love a gilet, the Coopers, don't they? <laughs> Big fans for gilet. Shares in gilets. Yeah. I guess. Do you remember what? Simon Gillet? <laughs> I thought he was Gillette, like the best a man can get. It's Gillette. Gillette. Yeah. So neither. Um, <laughs> I guess. I guess our depth at the moment means we haven't got to rush anyone back no, from injury. No, like field. no, or, or even at centre back, we haven't got to rush Jamie Sendall's white back. Like he'll be fit when he's fit. Alex Fisher, like. Just get yourself ready whenever you're ready, mate, and we'll go from there. It's a very nice, nice problem to have where you haven't got to force people out. Back end the last season, that final 11 on the final day of last season, it was a case of who can walk. <laughs> yeah. And some of them were struggling to do that, I think, quite yeah. rightly, given the amount of running that they'd done. But... <laughs> yeah. Some of them was all they wanted to do was walk. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he's gone there. <laughs> Evening, uh, Rio. Perkins out. <laughs> um, finally, do you think yeah, Joe Rio's Dale... been let go? From where? From Donny. Oh. He's an, he's a free agent. <laughs> Does anyone want someone who can walk very slowly around the penalty area? <laughs> he can walk very slowly to North Yorkshire. Um, next question. Uh, do you think Joe Day will want to return to Yeovil once his contract ends? We've well, kind of had this, haven't we? And we said that he does have another year at Newport. Mm. So I was when I was desperately trying to find, with no success, a, a Dover fan. I actually found a Newport County fan who lives in Dover, <laughs> which is about as close as I got um, to to get, getting one of them. And he was telling me because I, when he declared himself as a Newport fan, he said, um, "I said, oh well, just don't take Joe Day back, and and we can still be friends." And he said, "I don't think he'll ever play for Newport again." He said they've got two two goalkeepers, um, and he said. He's uh, he's probably on far too much money for them. So <laughs> I guess if he's on far too much money for them in League One, then I I I, I don't know what he thinks we're paying people. But um, yeah. So I hope he well. wants to stay. Yeah, absolutely. I love him to stay. Super Joe Day and Cole. Joe Day, we want you to stay. There you go. Um, Try and get that chant going. Love it. <laughs> Sign him on. Another one there. No. Well, not after I don't the failure think, of the last one. I don't no one's think, come up with a better song for him, have they? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to top the the uh, status quo cover for Joe Day, I'm afraid. That one's got it for me. Um, <laughs> sorry, mate. Uh, this is another one on Charlie Cooper. Is he still injured? Not seen him in any HP Source videos at all. Probably is another reason. Yeah, if he's, if he's injured, he won't be in any of those. Um, uh, Raphael. G4 Rafa, Will Dawes is great. Fact. Is he, in fact, the next Tom Knowles? Hashtag Hargreaves was right. Hashtag GCQs. Can I say that Colin on Facebook, Colin Redman on Facebook, has also said, is Will Dawes fast becoming the Tom Knowles replacement? He was first billed at as he, when he joined YTFC. If he can score a few more zingers from distance, yes. He does need to add the goal, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he's got a little touch of the Jordan Youngs about him from last season of where you saw Jordan Young just just need one. He needs one. And then this run comes. He gets this first and suddenly he's pinging free kicks in and playing wonderfully. I think Will Dawes is one goal away from starting a little run of his own. I really do. But he's not Tom Knowles. Levels, people. Levels. <laughs> Levels. Tom, Tom Knowles is doing it in... Well, also in League One, League Two. One. Know, mate. Too anyway. too far to look up now. Gonna say in the EFL <laughs> and he's doing it there. So I don't think he's Tom Knowles now. But he's ripping National League South right backs to shreds, and that is absolutely fine by me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he's Will Dawes. Can't we just let him be Will Dawes, please? Without having to compare him with other people. Yeah. Uh Ryan Crap, this is on Facebook. I'm gonna save one the one. Last one on Twitter for last. Uh, with Christmas round the corner, what three things are on Cooper's wish list from Hellier Claus? Maybe the signing of Cox and Day. 
maybe even a Glover's Cast live show. What do you guys think? I don't think Mark Cooper wants a Glover's Cast live show. No, I don't think he does, no. <laughs> he might get invited on it, might he? Certainly not on his three things. <laughs> no. Um, and I don't think we'll sign Joe Day or, or Sonny Cox either, will we? But, um, you can write them on a list, though. You don't get everything yeah. on your list, do you? Fullbacks? A fullback, left back? Somebody else in cover there? Seems to be the only place in our squad at the moment um, that's got a fallibility, as we just discussed. A healed hamstring for Jordan Stevens. Yeah. 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 A healed hammy. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Just a resolution of those sort of those extra bits. Jordan Stevens, um, Jamie Sendles White, Alex Fisher, Charlie Cooper, a resolution to the Scott Pollock thing. Just if everything can be kind of sorted, everyone knows where they are. That might be all he wants, just to go right. And, and if it, days only till the end of the uh, not day, Cox is till the end of the year, isn't he? January. So let's have Cox for the rest of the season, um, as we were expecting Ollie Thomas to be, probably. Um, let's have Cox for the rest of the season. Just clear up the rest of the problems because if you have that full squad of everyone being fit, that is, it's already silly levels of depth. But add Jamie Sendles White, add Alex Fisher back to full firing fitness. Add a foot, Charlie Cooper back in. Add everyone where they need to be. And if there's any to go out, go out. If there's any that don't want to, you know, get that sorted done. Just I reckon, to I reckon make... Mark Cooper might say, don't give me anything for Christmas, but maybe sometime in like March, April time, need a little something, bit something else. Something think shiny and silver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, give me some silver polish. <laughs> Surely that's on Mark Cooper to get that, though, rather than... Yeah, doing himself. all right, Dave. Fine. Yeah. God, Dave, look. Dave talking about trophies. No, I'm not <laughs> talking about anything. Not even the middle of. Not even you the middle. Carried of the away in, on the 12th of November. No, I'm not. God, Dave. Jeez, we're only I, six I, points I, clear with up to two games in hand on those around us. Don't worry about it. Hey, I, I, all, all I want us to do is see us get clear of relegation. That's all I want. <laughs> I'll be happy with that. Consolidate. Yeah, 40 on. Points on Consolidate the at this <laughs> level, I think. If we win on Tuesday night, we, we beat last season's points tally, do we not? By yeah, one, yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. I That's also... all I want, Ben. That's all I want. Because I only look at the next game. That's yeah. all I look at. We can lose the rest of the season as long as we've got more points than we did last. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I had a bit yeah, of a scroll. Oh, I nearly said his name. Oh, right. First warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a bit of a look back. You've got to go back to March 2022, which is an entire more than a season ago to get back to 13 wins prior to this. So prior to this run, if you want to find another 13 wins, you have to go back to March 2022. Three of those extra 13 come from this season as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you only get 10 extra ones from helping March 2022. Ridiculous. And it's those kind of stats, isn't it? It's those kind of stats. And I was... I, the picture of, of of the team in the dressing room. Oh, I love do you know? That. Do, do, do you know what I felt? And this is going to sound a bit silly and a bit soppy, and I don't really care because this is a safe space. I felt a genuine gratitude, like a genuine gratitude, because I haven't seen any of this, and it's like they are trying to get back into a division where I can go. I like that, but yeah, that was it. Was yeah, a weird feeling to feel genuinely. Sat there looking at this picture going, thanks, lads. Thanks for doing this. I, I, I looked at it and I thought all those things that we've heard on Glover's past about teams that were together, mm. that's what that looked like. That looked like a team that was together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. With like, you know, the likes of you know, Alex Fisher not kicked the ball. Yeah. But in the thick of it, Josh Staunton not been in the squad, not been in the team for the last few weeks. Also wearing a gilet. Also yeah. in a gilet, yeah. Yeah. The coaches is just no Phil though. Where's Big Phil Osborne? There was a guy in there I didn't recognise on the far left. Was that the analyst? No, it's not. He's part of the pit crew there. Oh, was in. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't recognise him. No, the Sam the analyst was um the noisiest he's been at any game that I've been on comms for on Saturday in the first half. Shut up, mate. Shut up. <laughs> in the first half, commentating was... here. <laughs> 
yeah there was lots just constantly on the phone to the bench but like lots of they're not doing this they're not doing that <laughs> can i just say that if you watch the highlights back again when sonny cox scores his first you can just hear you going coxie it's coxie coxie it's coxie that wasn't me Oh, wasn't it? It sounded just like you. <laughs> Someone said, Coxie, it's Coxie, Coxie. Yeah. I mean, I'm on live on the radio day with a microphone. I know, yeah, yeah, but it sounded just like you. <laughs> it was probably because uh, it was announced as not Coxie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Move on. Another question. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of a paragraph here before this. Um, even, this is from Benjamin Mahoney. Great name. Mahoney. Are you a Benjamin, by the way? Yes. Is that only when you're in trouble? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Glover's cast Benjamin. What's your middle name? Mark. Mark. Benjamin Mark Barrett. <laughs> Is it like that? Is there anything else you need to know? Date of birth? He's not Glover's cast Inside leg measurement. Yeah, last three what, digits. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sort code. <laughs> Account number. Uh, even off-the-field events have a touch of class about them. The auction for the pink shirts, training tops, and corner flags had a dedicated web page with updates every other day, including several on the final morning. This likely brought in an extra £500 minimum for the Yeovil Hospital charity because everyone could see the current amounts. Totally different to the previous poppy shirt blind auctions. Hopefully the club does the same for Saturday's poppy shirts. And then the question is, do you have, oh there's a PS as well, do you have any unique pieces of football memorabilia like a corner flag? Um, by the way, saying that it's brought in a uh, five hundred pound is wildly underdoing it. Jake Wannell's got three hundred quid alone. I think so, on the extra. I mean, the, so by them updating the page. Oh, I see. Yes, sorry, I'm with you. Apologies, to... completely misunderstand. I apologise, but just uh, as a point, the numbers are incredible. Again, how many times have we said this about Yeovil Town fans absolutely standing up when it when it matters? Morgan Williams two hundred, Whittle one hundred and fifty, Wannell three hundred, two hundred, two sixty, two hundred, two hundred five. Josh Norton wasn't even in the squad. His shirt gets 210. Reese Murphy, 250. The training shirts are 40, 50, 60 quid a pop. Corner flags, 80 odd quid each. It's just, it's just brilliant, isn't it? You can get the pole with a corner flag. I don't think so. I think it's just a flag. <laughs> Adds Sorry. a bit more to shipping, doesn't it? If you've got yeah. the pole with it as well. What would you do with the pole if you did? Would you just have it in the corner of your room or something? You'd probably yeah. put it in the garden, wouldn't you? Paint a little quadrant around it. Get some spray paint. Get a quadrant. What if you don't have a garden? Being gardenist. Uh, Wave it out the window every morning. (laughs) Good morning! (laughs) 13 in a row now. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. That's it. I'm going to go and bid. Can I still bid? No. Damn it. Yeah. Half masked when they lose. Oh, hang on. This yeah. is Ben rearranging himself again. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Ben's rearranging himself and Ian's half mast. Heck. Taking a, taking uh, ben, a right have you got turn. any unique pieces of football memory? I, I have Jermaine Johnson's, not Johnson, not that Johnson, David. Uh, I have Jermaine Johnson's only <laughs> match shirt for Yeovil Town. Shout yeah. out Andy Easton, Ledge. Um, Jermaine Johnson signed on. Why Jermaine Johnson? Because he signed on loan for us. Yeah. Played in a friendly. Yeah. Um, played in a friendly, had his shirt because he was going to play in the league game, and then never played the league game. But is there any particular reason why you've been given Jermaine? Does that Johnson? even count as yeah. memorabilia? Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. There can't be many of these that exist. In fact, right. it's the only one that exists. And But why have you got it? <laughs> because Andy Easton said to me, do you want it? And I said... Where did yeah. he get it from? That's not the oh. It's only part of the story, man. I don't know the full story, but I own it. Oh, Jermaine okay. Johnson's somewhere looking for his... <laughs> Where'd I put that shirt? shirt? Just like chucking, chucking all the kits he's ever I'm wore. I'm sure I played for a team in green. <laughs> they, said, they said I couldn't play until I found it, and I never got the blooming thing. I had to go back for my loan spell. Hopefully Andy, loan from Andy will clarify uh, yeah. how we came about Sure. Dave, have you got any memorabilia? I've not, no. I don't collect memorabilia. Everywhere I used to go and I collected pin badges, I used to uh, I used to get them for Ben, but then every time mm. I got one, he told me he had it already, so yeah. <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I 
ungrateful. I've got like so. a, I got a signed match ball from when I got signed shirt from when I was a mascot. A signed match ball when it was my birthday, and they used to do a um used to be able to get a signed ball. You didn't have to be a mascot and stuff. That was like the ninety eight, ninety nine, I think. I got a pair of Chris Wills gloves signed saying keep at the keeping. I did not keep at the keeping. Um vertically challenged. Probably give back the mate. Goal. Yeah, no, yeah, he could do with them, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. And then the PS is within Plainmore, our fans were exemplary. Credit where credit is due after some unpleasant away experience in previous years. Did feel sorry, only a little bit, for Sir Gary, though. We want Johnson in, and do you love the town? Couple of chance for his ears to endure. I very much enjoyed that. Um, uh, that one's not really a question. Carl Badman, Martin Hellis in a great job so far, and laying a wreath is another great touch for the development of the club in the consciousness of the surrounding community. Maybe it's now... A lot be... of long words there. <laughs> Maybe it would be nice to hear how... Martin Hellier thinks it's going, and is he still happy he has taken this workload on? I'm not going to prejudge anything that Martin Hellier thinks, but I'm going to guess he's quite happy at the moment. Quite rightly, too. Quite right. Okay, and then, ah, where's the other question gone? Okay, back to Twitter. Callum Hallett, evening. Evening. After the Farnborough manager's post-match interview yesterday, what Don't get would... started on that again. What would be your favourite way of distracting an opposition team for a game? I'll, I'll get my flag out. <laughs> get my flag out and wave it around. <laughs> I'm not going to say the next thing that's got in my head. <laughs> it's probably not. Yeah. Then you got any distraction techniques or are you playing it by the book? You're you want a fair fire alarm is always a classic fire alarm yeah always a classic overnight in the hotel food poisoning undercooked chicken i mean there's a there's a fine line between distraction and sabotage yeah Uh, (laughs) food poisoning (laughs) is not is no laughing matter you know Ian. (laughs) undercooked chicken be putting be grinding glass into their drinks next unbelievable I think we send Callum Hallett just outside there. Yeah, with that massive room. drum. <laughs> with the drum. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question, though. I did see the other day the other day that a team was late to their away game at Lincoln Town because they told uh, someone had told their bus driver that it was away at Lincoln City. So they did rocked see- up at the wrong stadium. So maybe we could tell them we're playing them at cricket at the Oval. And they're like, where is everyone? And we're down oh, at the well. Oval. At the Oval? <laughs> I think Arsenal was under 15s, went to Bournemouth the other day, and they were meant to be going to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> well, it begins with a B, and it's on the south coast somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. It's either that or Bognor Regis. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good way. I, I mean, we wouldn't distract them so much that they went to the wrong place. Yeah, because then you wouldn't have a game, would you? No, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I think Callum with the drum, if you could arrange that, Callum. Thank you. That it? Or, yeah, Joe Day, a, a, a load of Joe Day spiders. Yes. In the dressing room. Yeah, but you don't know which ones which ones are the biters. Do you, do you think he's harnessed them now? He's got like a put army them in, of them. Put them in harnesses. Like a, fly, like my pipe. babies, fly! <laughs> like a Pied Piper thing going yeah. on here. A false widow. False widow. I am king of the spiders. <laughs> I just like the idea of an away team turning up at Hewish Park and having to bush tuck a trial their way out of the away changing room. <laughs> I'm not going to do another Geordie accent. <laughs> right. Cheers, lads. Bring it on. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stands 
midfield. Good turn away from Trott. 